Hello, everybody. Let's start this show. It's two girls and a mic. We are back. Woo! We're slightly, slightly snivelly, slightly oh my tummy gosh. achy, slightly just, just not feeling a hundred percent. But we are going to give you a hundred percent of a show today because that is what we do. Two girls. This and is a why mic. we're here. Two girls and a mic. That's right. You tell them. Two girls and a mic. When are we dropping our demo? Two girls and hey, a so mic. Hey, we'll make this happen. Yeah, You're letting all this musical. I'm t- telling why you. Why are you laughing? <laughs> You're letting all this musical talent just Ace, go to waste. Do you know what? Just tell me, you know, because I can put together sixteen bars. Listen, we know people as well. We've got we producers. Know we can do this ace ace i think we should we should make it we should make a christmas single he's leaving the room ace is mocking us oh my goodness this is is our life just (laughs) my goodness but how you been shazza do you know what germize i've just had like how did we get ill at the same time i'm telling you i had i had a tickle in my throat i was like oh my gosh i know that there's a cold coming I used this first first defense nasal spray. I was taking vitamin C like a the fiend. I've been like I came even here today with honey, some honey, lemon and ginger concoction. Mm. But it's trying to get me, but I'm fighting it. So I'm good, but I've definitely feel a bit under the weather. It doesn't help, yeah. La, that I'm doing a <laughs> what am I doing at the moment? A six hour commute. How many Whatever, people have man. I told that today? <laughs> I'm not just doing a six hour commute. I'm doing a six hour commute. The hand clap has to go to I think they do this to you all the time. It's like, I feel like someone has got it in for you because they, they always send her out to like some oh, far place and that you've never beyond. heard of before. I'm like, Shazza, why are they sending you? Oh. Why? Because I just, I don't know. It's bad. You know, I'm being led anyway. That's the thing. And somebody invited me. They're leading me to you, be... all right. That's what they are. <laughs> leading the you. Up <laughs> <laughs> the garden path, mate. <laughs> when someone invited me to be their junior, and I was like, yeah, right. Then it sounds like a bit of fun. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's just, it is. It's really, really draining. And I need to get up super early. And can I just say, I object, okay? Should I tell you what I object to? I object to leaving my house when it's still dark outside. La, oh, like she's in court right now. You know, I object. I object to sustained. that. Sustained. <laughs> I sustained. <laughs> Even though we don't do that here. La, that is the correct no, answer. Sustained. sustained. That means you agree with me. It is wrong <laughs> for us to be leaving our homes. And it's still dark outside. Yeah. And then I come out of court and it's already dark. This is falling. I'm like, wait, what? Where was the daylight? That's for everybody now. This country, oh, as I said, it's haunted. How are you going to be dark at like six o'clock in the morning? It's really, the really bad. So tomorrow, I've we've we've um, my leader and I have worked out that we can catch a half hour later train, mm. and I'm just looking forward to that little treat <laughs> of, of probably twenty more minutes in bed. I oh, just. Dear. Oh, so yeah, that's how I've been. But it's all good because I'm still alive. Yeah. And that's the main thing. How have you been? I've been like snivelly as well. Um, Do you think it's because of your holiday? Quite possibly. I actually don't mind being snivelly because I had the best the experience. best time. Did you see my um, my Instagram pic that I, I was just about to tell you what the worst part of your holiday was. What was that? <laughs> Missing <laughs> Tina Knowles. I can't believe it. Tina Knowles Lawson. So this is this is standing, the thing, yeah. Standing not two feet away from Literally, me. Literally, she's standing right. Me and my mum, both, not one of us you could even. could sniff her. Literally. Yeah. And I'm like, hang on a minute. That's me. 
<laughs> and that's Tina. All right, just for the listeners that don't know, I went to South Africa, came back on Thursday. I actually went for the Essence Festival, which was amazing by the way and um part of the festival is that they had like all these like business entrepreneurs there Mm -hmm. so during the day you could go to what they call the icc which is like a business conference center Mm -hmm. and look at all these amazing designers Mm -hmm. like you can go and buy their clothes and everything so there was a lot of like african print and like just a lot of african fashion designers that were there Mm -hmm. so on the last day of this festival uh, me and mommy were like just kind of walking around we found this amazing shop and I saw this amazing bag and jacket and I got really distracted as you do when you are shopping. So I'm like, yeah, okay, this is the one. Let me get this. Let me get that. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. So I'm buying my things now and that's it. I come back now <laughs> and I wanted to find the designer that I bought um, the, the items from. Yeah. So I managed to find her Instagram page. So I'm scro- scrolling through her Instagram page and I'm like, wait, that's me. Oh, okay, cool. So Who's I that lady picture. in front of me? And I see this lady dressed all in white and I'm looking close. I'm like, oh. That's Beyonce's mum! Mum! Beyonce's mum! You're leaving out a crucial part. So that's you in the same picture. In the same picture. Not just in the same picture, basically as close as you and I are now. La, how did that happen? I don't know. And to be honest with you, she looked distracted as well because in the picture you can see that she's shopping. We were both actively shopping. We're not paying attention to each other. Yeah. And like... That was it. And I was at that store for quite some bit. Because like I said, I bought stuff. Yeah. So she went and there's another picture on her page because I went onto her page. Mm-hmm. And there was this amazing sculpture at the exhibition. And I remember walking past that sculpture that she took a picture in front of. Don't tell me that she was taking <clears throat> a picture. She took a picture of herself and her husband standing in front of it. But I remember that seeing that sculpture there. Oh, so, I thought you were going to say, I remember seeing some no, couple by the sculpture. Like, but she, could, she she quite possibly could have walked past me like a good number of times because yeah. we were in that little spot for a while. So does this mean that she was just kind of just literally just walking around? She didn't have a security detail or anything no, like that? Not that she should, but it you always imagine yeah. that they... You know. I mean, because it was the last day, it was, yeah. there wasn't that many people there. Yeah. So I think... I was like, okay, I want to go on the last day because that's when you get all the best bits mm. when you go to these exhibitions and everything. And uh, it wasn't that packed. I was in there earlier and on, earlier on, listening to an amazing talk by four um, really funny South African designers. Mm. And then that's when I went to this store that I bought my stuff from. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so she could have been walking around prior to that and everything, mm. and was just in there. And there I am. Just not paying just attention, ignoring being totally Beyonce's mum. I know. <laughs> You've Do you know what that means? Solange's one step mom. away from. Me. It's gonna come. I'm gonna be both Beyonce and Solange. Do you now. know what I think? Because you were really close to Beyonce yeah. at the Glasgow concert. You've now you just missed the mum. It's you and Solange you're gonna right. meet. And, and when you meet, sister. when you meet Solo, you mm-hmm. tell her that. <laughs> I've Don't always rated her. Because <laughs> it's the feelings I wear. I'm going to talk about them lyrics. I'm going to talk about that because that's the stuff I've been singing all my life. I'm like, yeah. white girl, get off my hair. Yeah. It's attached to my head. I don't want you there. Yeah. And she kind of, you know, put that in a really nice way. Love, I love the whole yeah. album. 
It was I amazing. I really, really do. So Mama knows. Um, thank you for blessing me with your presence, even though I clearly wasn't paying attention. <laughs> um, it was amazing. But the whole South African experience was yeah. just wonderful. You guys, if you haven't been, you should go, you know. And do you remember on the one of, I can't remember if it was the last show or the show before that where, you know, I had quite a few people kind of being quite negative about it, saying, oh, be careful, you're going to get this. Yeah, and, this you were that. That. and it was just so, obviously there were their dangers there, but I didn't feel it. I actually felt quite at home. Like the people were really welcome welcoming. Yeah. And they were just like, welcome home, welcome home. A lot it's of them beautiful. were speaking to me and my mum in Zulu and we were looking at them like, what? We don't understand. Like, and then they were like, oh, you're not from, where are you from? And mm. we were like, oh, we're from London. And they were like, what do you think about Donald Trump? And we were like, yeah, he's shit. And they were yeah. like, oh, yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I don't know if that's a thing that they asked lots of Americans, but, you know, it was a yeah. question that we got quite, asked quite a bit, um, which somebody asked me, what did I prefer, Durban or Cape Town? Mm. Um I don't have a preference because they look very different. But yeah. if I had to pick, I would pick Cape Town because it's just so I heard Cape stunning. It literally just imagine just the mountain, yeah. obviously Table Mountain, and then all these beautiful houses just surrounded yeah. the entire mountain. It's just gorgeous and the views are amazing. Had to visit Robin Island. Yeah. <clears throat> that was an experience. Um, white people couldn't speak to me. Throughout the entire after day that. after that, because a bit I was like watching like, Mississippi burning, nah, eh? For real, it's really <laughs> just not, like any white people that are listening. I'm not saying that because oh, don't want you speak to me, but you do need a minute to kind of like yeah, I just need process. for you not, not to like right, not right now. Just I need to process it in because the irony of Robin Island is that when you see it, mm. like it's beautiful, like mm. it's a beautiful, like it's surrounded by whales and like these really cute little pigeons and they've got these beautiful flowers and mm. like, like massive aloe vera plants and I love aloe vera and then you go in there and then there's this, this you just think you've actually taken hell and put it in a place that just could potentially be hev- heaven and we found that there was a leper colony there and they told you about you know just the political prisons that were living there at the time mm. like people were like 16 17 years old being locked up for foolishness you know, when I went, to, I went to South Africa. I was mm. in South Africa at the time of the London riots. Yeah. So that that was a really surreal experience. Anyway, watching London burn mm. on BBC World News while you're like thousands of miles away, thinking, "Oh my God!" God. Phoning yeah. my mum and my brother and being like, "What the actual heck is going on?" Mm. And um, I my trip was really impactful to my life as well. I came back with just a far deeper appreciation of what people had been through during mm. the apartheid era. <coughs> we do, man. And like, we went to the Nelson Mandela Museum. Yeah. And we also went to, uh, I think there was some other museum, and it was talking about other political um, activists and, and political prisoners, Steve Biko being one of them. And when you read their stories and the things that they were saying and the things that had they that had they had done and had done to them mm. in the in the name of them fighting for equality and freedom depths real real depths so i know i know exactly what you mean yeah it was by deep. um just just the experience and the things that you saw and like we went to nelson mandela's old house and stuff like that it's just it's, it's amazing yeah, it's, it's like surreal real it's like this is history, real yeah. proper and it's just hits you and then later on that day we found out that donald trump had won the presidency 
gosh, irony so for like, the hell is going what is going yeah. on but kind of like i had to kind of um just think about you know obviously nelson and all of those people that were in there and i was just like do you know what if they can like go through what they went through mm. there's no reason for me to not kind of like lead my life in in, in a particular way yeah because they they went through hell yeah you know so <clears throat> you have to kind of internalize it and kind of like redirect your redirect your anger mm. i actually like talking about anger because a lot of times people are like oh you shouldn't be angry no no anger is a real feeling and we're allowed to have it that's why we have those emotions we're yeah. allowed to be ha- angry happy sad it's you're how not you cha- angry you're not paying right. attention exactly <laughs> it's how you channel that like mm. you know if we were really going to be angry in the sense of like you know when we go out and just mash up everything you know mm. a lot of people would have been dead a long time ago mm. but you know i just i just think Please don't tell me not to be angry. No, there's a lot to be, to be angry about. Yeah. But I, you're right. Yeah. It's about channeling that anger yeah. into something, um, into something more. But but I just think right now, um, in terms of when I look at the black experience around the world, I truly think if if, if people aren't angry about that, and I don't mm. just mean black people, but people Everybody, in general yeah. are not angry sh- about that. And that is that. something that you should be yeah, angry about. If you angry about any level of equality, then you are not paying attention, mm. or maybe you are, and it suits you. But let's let's take it to a different angle because yeah. um, <coughs> what were we going to talk about today? We want to talk about, we have to, we can't ignore the news today and a certain Mr. Mr. West and Mr. Kanye West who, um, you know, if you've... He's been, been li- hospitalised yeah, apparently. He's um, been hospitalised. They've said he's exhausted so he needs to, they basically, I think they've more or less sectioned him. Really? Yeah. Wow, I didn't realise it was Yeah, that. I think, I think, I'm saying that because they're saying exhaustion. So you think that we've got the sanitised version? Yeah. Right, because right, Because they right. always use that. A bit that. like when Cheryl Cole fainted from malaria. Right. Oh, he's yeah, exhausted and, and, you know. <laughs> so I guess, oh, there's so many questions, so many questions. So obviously yesterday he was filmed at his Sacramento show. Right. Saying a lot of things about a lot of people that are close to him. People like Beyonce and Jay-Z. Yeah. People like Drake. People like, um, who else is it? Um, what did he say Obama. about Drake? Um, he didn't say too much. He more or less just kind of mentioned Drake when he was talking about Beyonce. Oh, right. Um, he was just talking and talking and talking. So Was he, he making sense, though? Because that's often a question one no, needs to ask. No, he wasn't. He was just, it was just a rant. So I guess to him, it probably made sense. You know, right. if there was a backstory to that that we knew about, then it yeah. probably makes sense. But it was just him deciding, I'm going to get on stage and I'm just going to let everything out that's yeah. been on my mind so it didn't make any sense to anyone and he did that rant for about 10 minutes I think he performed two songs then he was like the show's cancelled then after that there was news breaking about his other shows being cancelled as well consequently this morning we wake up and you know he's been admitted into hospital and the reason is exhaustion so um you know a lot of people aren't surprised because Kanye historically has been known to just go off the deep end and you know mm. a lot of times people are like he's crazy he's this that and the third um you know just really questioning his mental health so again you know we've been talking about mental health a lot um just generally in the news um particularly i think with with us two show we're always talking about mental health and black men because it affects them greatly again we have a black man who's quite prominent, who, you know, the media's de- deemed as nutty anyway. Yeah. So 
I guess actually my, that narrative has been painted quite well in yeah, the media. Yeah, very it? much so. So yeah. he's had to deal with that. So my, I guess my question is: Is this something that we kind of we as as black people need to discuss more? Do we need to um, understand that you know the parameters of mental illness for for people of color are def, are different to people? like white people obviously they're dealt I feel like we're dealt with in a different way Mm. like for me I think Britney Spears can go off on the deep end Mm. but still come back and you know not have the stigma of mental illness on her yeah I think yeah okay I get get what you mean I get what you mean I think there's a lot I think there's a lot wrapped up in what you said um deconstructing it yes I do think as um black people we do need to discuss mental illness more i think we need to break down the taboo of it all because like you said um our people do suffer from mental illness Mm. in numbers and i think um as with other parts of the health system we are not necessarily treated as well as um others Mm. other non-blacks within um, mental health. So that's one thing. I think that we are very readily diagnosed and medicated heavily. And I think there are studies to show that 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 that, that is the truth. I also think that mental health, the subject in black communities, is still quite taboo mm. and people don't really like speaking about it. Why, why is that though? Why, why do we have such an issue with kind of dealing with that? I think because it may kind of... Um, go against our understanding of, I don't know, maybe spirituality and religion, mm. because there's there's um, a lot of misunderstanding around mental illness, which can often, or maybe always, I don't know, because I'm not an expert, but be caused by an actual chemical mm. imbalance mm. within somebody. <clears throat> but um, when viewed by maybe certain communities or who may have certain religious beliefs spiritual beliefs cultural beliefs they may look at it as oh it's 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 the devil Mm. it's um somebody's been possessed as (laughs) opposed to being sick so those kind of overtures i think remain even where it's not as kind of oh gosh this person is, is is possessed by the devil there's still that kind of mystique surrounding what is it that makes somebody have a a, maybe a mental breakdown Mm. whereas we don't have we haven't grappled with that understanding of look we're human we're actually quite fragile these are the things that go on inside our bodies and our minds and this for instance chemical imbalance can lead to this demonstration of this kind of behavior yeah um aka a a mental breakdown or a, a mental episode so um, I think there's that that um, taboo and for partially at least for that reason. But I also think that um, I know I, I think it's from a black woman's perspective and perhaps it's the same for black men that um, there are many triggers around us mm. that we may not realise are triggers. I remember feeling very mentally fatigued watching and seeing and hearing about more um, black men being killed at the hands of police 
especially in America, when mm. there were it where there, there was this phase where it just seemed like it was constant, and I had to switch off. Yeah, I think I said on this show I had to I couldn't watch some of the footages mm. that were out because they were actually becoming quite triggering for me. Like the, uh, I'm watching, it's like a snuff video. Who mm. wants to watch mm. that? You know, and so I think that there are very many things that possibly go on around us that are specific to us as black people racial micro aggressions are one of them that we don't understand actually are quite stressful Mm. you know black men will say okay you know sometimes you don't want to be driving in this area or in this kind of a car because you're going to be stopped by the police yes there's the element of inconvenience that's the very least mm. you see that sort of thing if you're constantly targeted yeah. by and police to figures that. having yeah. to think about that having to maybe manage the way you you speak take some of the base out of you all of that mm. kind of bs that kind of stuff is is mentally tiring mm. that kind of stuff can really have an effect on somebody's mental health and those are the things that and maybe we as a community are not necessarily astute or alert to mm. that these things are real issues. Not just not just the the facts that we go through certain things because of being black, because we may um, we may um, suffer racism. It's, it's not just that fact of it, but sometimes I don't think we think about the end product of that. Yeah. which is the stresses that it can cause. And it just builds and builds and builds. Like, right? for sure, bust a pipe. And that's I watched um, Black. We, we spoke about this on the last show. Black mm. is the New Black. Mm-hmm. So it's um, a programme on BBC Two. It's currently on Sundays at 10. Um, and it's by uh, an artist, producer, and we both know him, a guy mm. called Simon Frederick. And I watched part two of that So not Sunday's episode, the Sunday before that. And David Harewood, the actor, was talking... I think it was on part two, because I actually watched part two um, just before part three um, had come on. Yeah. And so they may all have bled into one. But it was David Harewood anyway, the black actor, talking about his experience um, coming out of drama school and um, always having to go for roles... Um, and being the black actor and being labelled as a black actor, even Mm. if he did a great performance in something, I think he mentioned that it was black actor David Harewood and that had an effect on him and I think he was also talking about a difficult period that he went through in terms of, you know, a mentally difficult, mentally strenuous period that he went through and he had like a mental breakdown. Mm. I didn't know that about him before. Mm. And just his... His um his articulating that and talking about that and being so frank and candid on that program and actually I was able to empathise with him just you know on a on a on a human level yeah. I was able to empathise with him and it really it was it was profound his story really stuck with me like I wanted to I was like I I, I, feel said, I, wanted, to, I wanted to hug him <laughs> yeah like, and I I feel like if I see him when I see him mm. I'm just gonna be like you know what David I just need to give you a hug mm. because he went through something and I think in part it was due to his experience as a black man mm. and 
I don't know if if we recognize that enough about ourselves that some of our specific experiences based on the fact of our color and like I've chosen the example the racial microaggressions can lead to stress mm. which can lead to um you know it's interesting breakdown. I was um trawling the internet um recently and I came across a video I can't remember the name of the guy but he was talking about you know when soldiers go to war and they come back and they're diagnosed with um, PTSD. Yeah. Yep. Post-traumatic like, stress yeah, disorder. Exactly. And obviously, they, you know, they rightfully they get treated for that and everything. Yeah. But he was saying that. Can you imagine if you're part of a community and where you're seeing your people, you know, being shot and killed, if it's on your doorstep and you see it all the time? Yeah. So, you know, why isn't that considered the same as a soldier going to war and them see and seeing their fellow, you know, comrades in yeah. arms? It's the same thing, it's but we exactly yeah we don't get treated thing. for that. So I think it's the same thing. It's like the things that we go through, you know, on a it on a normal on a not a normal level, but on a level, it's kind of like it's a, it's a form of abuse. Mm. So if you were talking about abuse, the victims of abuse are supposed to have you know have some sort of care, have some sort of help, so they can deal with that, mm. you know, mentally. You know, if you if the police find out that there's a child that's been abused by somebody, you know, the, the procedure is that that person is supposed to have some sort of help to make help make sure that they deal with that. Mm. You know, if you think about black people on the whole, the amount of abuse that we've gone through over the centuries, but mm. we've had no help to deal with that. We've yeah, to, historically, yeah, right, we I have get a, you. We've had to manage that throughout the centuries. Yeah. And that spills down into generation, into generation, into yeah. generation. So when you've had generations of that, is it any wonder that, you know, we're having to like deal with mental health? But if you don't recognise something is wrong, then you you think it's normal. So when Kanye is doing, acting the way that he's acting to him, it's probably normalised behaviour. Mm. He's probably seen that before. It's and probably, can I just yeah. say something? I think also just picking up from what you said about that kind of generational thing mm. and the generational abuses and the stresses that that can bring to a person which can then get passed on within a familial situation in a household and how that can manifest in other people in the household etc cetera, etc cetera. i think one of the things as well um remember when i was talking about the taboo and maybe that link with anti-spirituality or something yeah. like that a lot of the way that I think black people did self-treat and self-medicate mm -hmm. was through prayer mm. and in the church. And so I think that has the hangover of that, I think, might be that now when there are issues and manifestations of, you know, real mental illness, sometimes our our knee-jerk reaction is they just need prayers yeah they just need the the, the 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 people to come together to pray for them that'll be fine and it's like prayers can help but prayers mm, can only do so much right yeah they're mm. not the 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 answer mm. um they're not the, the the you know the the full answer and i think that may be another difficulty that mm. people maybe um black people don't go to the right places when they are confronted because I actually I've actually heard of stories a girl that I used to I was in primary school with mm. one of her cousins was telling me that when she had when she the girl had um a mental episode I don't know what the actual diagnosis was mm. 
that for a long time the the sort of inner circle of the family weren't telling people and it was just no we're gonna pray for her she'll be all right we're Mm. gonna pray for her we're gonna pray for her and it was only after a while that um um like professional help in terms of doctors and so on and so forth were were kind of consulted Mm. but at first it was just we'll we'll pray we'll pray her better Mm. so that that might be another thing because if that's constantly constantly happening and people really aren't getting the kind of help and support that they need um then these things can sort of continue. you know continue spiral etc yeah. etc but with Kanye do you know another another thing that i think is probably apparent about him and i say this not as a Kanye detractor or not as a Kanye fan just as something that i think i've observed about him I think he's a bit of a perfectionist Mm. and whatever other idiosyncrasies and foibles he has, I think he strives for perfection. And you know what? That can be mentally exhausting. Mm. And I know that because I'm like that sometimes. Mm. Mm. And that when you're trying to, when you're trying to reach a level in it, it could just even just be a, something that you're doing right there and then yeah. it could just be for him it might just be like the lighting in mm. this particular concert so you know why is it not like that and everyone's like right? looking at him like what's the problem right but he in his head he sees it as this and it's not there and when you just said that <laughs> in his head because yeah. i know that mm. thought where i'm just like if it could just be mm. and then you just feel like mm. it's not coming together but you know you that's about it to be i say this about kanye all the time like the best way for him to communicate, and this is, I kind of just kind of just left him alone for a bit a long time ago. Um, I haven't bought any of his music for a long oh, time as because I've, I've really been put off by the whole celebrity. The last Kanye body of work dumb. I bought was 808 and Heartbreaks. Yeah, I think, I think that's the same with me as well. Yeah. And I think from then it kind of turned, it kind of went from Kanye the artist to Kanye the celebrity. And Mm. I don't want to say Kanye the Kardashian, but I will. Mm. And for me, it's like I understand the Kardashians' fame is built totally off them not having any talent, but Kanye has the talent. Mm. And I think he hasn't managed to kind of separate his talent from this whole Kardashian madness that's kind of surrounded it's kind of really because we knew him before that yeah exactly and i'll just like i don't want to get involved in that i want to hear your music that's how i was introduced to you that's what i appreciate you for the rest of it i could couldn't care less but i felt like that side of it was kind of taken over yeah and i just was like i'm not interested this is not and i think when he was on Charlemagne's show, this is what Charlemagne was trying to say to him. It's mm. like all of this other nonsense you've got going around you, people actually don't care. Mm. However, when you do your music, everyone pays attention. Mm. And it's like, I don't know if he, if he was understanding that. No, point. because he wants to, he wants to, 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 he doesn't want to just be a musician. Right. And that's fine. But it's like, I feel like the best way for him to communicate and the best way people understand him is through his music. Mm. When he starts ranting, like I said, in his head, what he is saying makes sense to him. Mm. But he's not the best at kind of, I feel like it's a skill when people can get on a platform mm. and speak for ages and people understand him. Like there's really good, like I think a Barack Obama is someone who's quite good. And me. At, um, okay, you too. <laughs> 
at kind of just literally having people stand in front of him and just speaking for a long periods of time and having people understand him. Kanye actually isn't good at that. However, yeah. when he does communicate through his music, people get it yeah. immediately. And that's like three, three and a half minutes is the average song. So how is it that you've... He's got not eight minutes for him. Yeah. How is it that he's not understood the fact that people gravitate towards you and understand you more when you put your feelings and your thoughts into your music? Yeah. But the minute you get on stage and start going off on a tangent, it just turns into a puppet. Yeah. You, you're not the best. Is it an orator? Somebody mm. that knows how to speak well in front of people? He's not. He really isn't. Mm. And I don't think he's understood. And that. he so, doesn't. You know, what, one thing that I've, I'm, I'm still surprised about him for, he doesn't. I mean, he thinks he controls the media and his media image. And I just, I, I feel like he's one particular celebrity that mm. probably maybe because of the way the media see him and they want to knock him down a peg, but they have successfully, to a certain extent, broken his image. Mm. They've broken it. And he's, I feel like he's I think helped they, them to Yeah, do he, he definitely. Yeah. He de- I, I definitely like, agree they, I think they were that. like, you know what, guys? This one right here, yeah, he's going to help us to, you know, destroy himself, yeah. essentially. And it's like, you need to look. And I think I think part of his frustration with Jay-Z as well, like what I will always say about Jay-Z and Beyonce is that you only know of them what they want us mm-hmm. to know. They are probably the best at kind of keeping their business to their business. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they're still at the top, like... Yeah. The top, top, top. Yeah. And I think... I mean, we still don't know why Solo went having right. that. We, don't, we will probably <laughs> never know. And it's like, Kanye, that's what I would love for him to do. I feel like yeah. maybe he wants to do that. Maybe yeah. that's part of the frustration. And it's I like, don't know. But nobody's calling his... Jay-Z insane. Yeah, I like, know. Yeah. Nobody's calling Jay-Z mad. Jay-Z keeps his business to himself. Is that it's Kanye's like, brand? Do you, right. marry, do you marry Kim Kardashian if that's your... If that's your brand, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's anyway, interesting, yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many legs to this story. People are saying, "Oh, you know, the Kardashians—they take these men and they destroy them, and blah blah blah." And I'm like, I don't even like to like. I don't really like to hear all of that. I just think, you know, this has been a long time coming. Yeah. To be quite honest with you, so I don't. I think with Kanye has. I always remember when, just after his mom died, and he was still doing his concert. And I went to see him at the O2. Yeah. And he is just not lifeless, but there was a certain part of life that had gone, gone from him. And it would do. It's and I don't mom. think I've ever seen it come back. You know, I get that. But if he hasn't had help dealing, dealing with, with that. that, then, as I said, pressure will bust a pipe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's his mum. So, but anyway, we could go on about this forever, but let's go on to another yeah, man. Yeah, well, soon, Mr. Yeah, West. Wish you all the best. Um, Let's go into another man whose health has never, mental health has never been questioned. Well, actually it has, but for whatever reason, I guess he'll probably get away with, you know, doing whatever nonsense he wants to do. Um, Boris Johnson? Nah, Trump. Oh, gosh. Close. Yeah, very close. But you know that um, obviously President-elect Donald Trump, um, apparently he was quite annoyed with the cast of Hamilton. Because they the musical, had the musical, yeah, they had uh, Mike Pence, who is the soon-to-be U.S. Attorney General, mm-hmm. in the audience. He came to watch the show, and they addressed him, and they more or less just gave him a, piece, a speech saying, "Could you please, when you do get into office, can you remember that America's made up of many people, mm. and that you know, don't forget us, basically." Yeah. That that's what it was. So Mike Pence, not Mike Pence himself, has you know since come out and said that he wasn't offended. However. The Donald, 
He's upset about it. The Trumpster. Yeah. He went onto Twitter demanding an apology. I'm like, what do you want an apology for? Also, Gigi Hadid, she, the model, she... Um, the one that's dating Zane. Is she still Zane dating? I, I think they broke up. But Did they? Oh, I can't remember anyway. I don't really pay attention to all that. But what I will say is that she um, did an impression during the American Music Awards of Melania Trump, which was I actually <laughs> found quite funny. That sounds And funny. it was like, you know, she was like, oh, hello, my name is Melania. I'm so in love with my husband, Barack Obama, and I love my two children, you know, Sasha, Sasha and Malia. <laughs> so it was very funny. But some people were like, oh, no, that's racist and blah, blah, blah. What? So I, right. So my thing is this. What? racist about it i don't know Shezza, but they got a problem with it so my thing is this hang on a minute just one one second first of all did we not just watch donald trump throughout the entire time of this election literally berate and cuss out everybody that was in his path number one thank you number two right the whole melania thing i'm like Listen, if she's offended by that, she needs to pull, put on her big girl panties because I know Michelle Michelle Obama over the eight years that she's been first lady has been called... Don't let ape, me give you examples. ...has been called every primate under the sun, even as early as like a couple of days ago, some, some woman who I think is a senator somewhere tweeted, you know, that she, she looks like an ape in the hills. Michelle's never complained. I've never seen any um, platform. I've never seen Fox News. I've never seen the Daily Mail do a whole spread about it and be like, oh, no, this is so disrespectful. But the minute Gigi Hadid gets on stage and does like a 30 second skit about her being, you know, being Melania and plagiarising Michelle, then all of a sudden we have a problem. Like, That's what? racist. Like, what is going Get on? So here. I guess my question is for the next four years, are we going to see Donald Trump just literally, you know, addressing you know, these issues rather than addressing the actual problems that America are going through. Like, Cheryl, what is going on? The thing is with Trump, he is, you know, as soon as he um, got the vote and then he came out to do that sort of, I don't know if they call it an acceptance speech. Yeah. Um, and he had a much more conciliatory tone, didn't he? Yeah, very you much know, we so. We all need to kind of pull together. Oh, yeah, this, this do, do we now? Mm. And all the rest of it. Whereas, you know, as you rightly just summarised, his campaign was just built upon, you know, divide, hate, you know, racism, all that sort of stuff. So I don't understand, one, how he can be angry, quote unquote, angry about the <laughs> Hamilton cast demanding of his I think Pence is to be his VP or something but yeah. demanding of him I would say it's not the Attorney General no I, I don't know I thought I thought he was to be his VP okay. but is is how can Donald Trump be angry that they are respectfully mm. demanding of him what anyone would expect coming Thank into you. that office and my thing is, hang on to a minute. be for all people. If, if they're citizens of America, essentially you lot work for them. So they're within their rights Thank to you. ask you to make sure. Can you make sure that we're all right? Because there's some crazy people out there thirdly, who took your campaign and are now writing right. racist things on our walls. And then we're thirdly, being attacked and all of that. Make sure that don't, that don't happen. Fine. And didn't Donald Trump, in everything that he did always invoke the same answer when people challenged him. Oh, he's got this right to free speech. Mm. So how come all of a sudden you want them to apologise for, 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 do you know what I mean, demonstrating and using their right to free speech on that stage and just 
asking of one of your officials mm. what he is supposed to come into office anyway to do. That is how you know Donald Trump is ready to be a hot mess. Oh, wait. Do you know he's not even moving into the White House? Oh, he's moving God. in, but only like a couple of days a week. Melania's not moving in because the son needs to finish schooling, schooling in New York. I'm just like, you did this campaign for God knows how long. They finally give you the White House and now you're like... I don't want to live there. Maybe Actually, he like, didn't think he was going to win. Trump you, yeah. Towers, probably. I want to play golf. There's no golf course there. It's just like, you're not respecting mm-hmm. the thing at all. Like, Americans are so patriotic about the president this and president that and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You've given him the White House and now he's more or less turning around and disrespecting you saying, I don't want it. I don't want it. No, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, but no thanks. Do you know what? As we said um, a week ago on another show that we guested on, interesting times ahead i'm telling you the next four years oh and i think before i came here i was on facebook and facebook live you know they do their live feeds um i think he's got an issue with the is it the new york what's the name of the new york newspaper again is it new york times yeah he's set up some sort of meeting with them because he feels like that they've been very unfair towards him and the way that they... Re- How can I'm he like, use words like Run that? the country, oh, blood. Yeah. Why are you focusing on the <laughs> newspaper? What is wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. yeah Do you understand yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? Like, what? They're going to write bare things about you. You're going to go to every Remember, single newspaper. like we said, how they did Michelle. Right. <laughs> You see yeah. Michelle up and down the country, like going to every single publication and saying, "Why did you write that about me? Why did you say yeah. this about me?" We and you got... said Barack wasn't right. American. I mean, you know, look Ran how Barack for God it. knows how long, and he just looked at you like, "Yeah, sit down." Man. Exactly, and got on with running that country. Right. So this is the next four years. You just expect, you know, things like you know, employment, things like medical health, things like all those important things that you thought. He's going to change. and No, what he's going to do is tweet people who have something <laughs> who to say him about his, you know, plagiarising wife, so who has something to say about his <laughs> weave, who has something to say about, you know, the way that he, you know, he disrespects women and grabbing people's pussies and things like that. Those are the things that he's going to tweet about. So sod your, sod your healthcare, sod your employment, like sod all your your, your foreign, your, your immigration that you're so worried about. Sod the wall as well, because they ain't yeah. getting built either, because the Mexican president already told you to do one. Like sod all of that stuff. Let's talk, the, let's talk to this let's publication. Talk to the, let's talk to the people that are tweeting calling a him joke. a cheeto. What? It's <laughs> like a what's it, which I'm is so you. funny. <laughs> oh, mate. Anyway, let me move on from Donald Trump because that's some hot Yeah, we've right got to leave there. those Americans to it I'm for the time you, being. Good luck. I pray for you. Anyway, what did you learn this week? What's happened in your life this, you know? I... Gosh, you just you just sprung that on me. That's why I like to spring it on. Um, what did I learn this week? La. Gah. I mean, it's only <laughs> Tuesday. Oh, I don't know. I can't think. I can't think. All oh, the pressure, the pressure. All right, tell me what you learned this week. Oh, we see now. Now I've got to think about it. Okay. <laughs> what did I learn yeah. this week? I learned that... Um, yeah, that my eye is bigger than my belly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we knew that. <laughs> no, it, it really is. Like, when I was away, I ate and ate and ate. And that's probably why I'm a little bit ill now, because I've come back to normality and my body is like, what the hell is going on? What's all that in my guts? But I'm just like, when you go to a country where, you know, not one plate of food is bad, what mm. are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? Chow down. Right. 
And that's what I did. And consequently, I'm now suffering for that. So Mm. I need to like engage my brain Mm -hmm. with my body and understand that, look, (laughs) there's levels to this. So if you're going to do this, take time. Have you seen that video of that boy? I think they filmed it in here actually the BBC. And he's um so-called grime artist and he's like, what what now? Who do we want what now? No, 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 no. Who do we want right now? Right now, right now. And that is that is it, Shezza. It is the best thing in the world. And actually, like, the words are shit because it doesn't mean anything. However, he actually sounds better than a lot of crime artists that are out there. So that's kind of saying a lot. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Can I just say on the musical tip, what has really been tickling me? And I know we're covering so many things that are going on in America, but it's like, it's pop culture. Yeah. Okay, so on Instagram, the You Name It Challenge. Oh, look. Which one? Look. I got chickens, greens, rams, lambs. Have you seen the Jamaican one? You name it. <laughs> Have you seen the Somebody tra- posted it to a group that I me. Why are Jamaicans involved in everything? What is wrong with my people? Why are you talking about bully beef and talking about chicken foot and, and chicken neck? And why does that have to be included? Why are my people Can like I just this? just literally uh, play some of this? Oh, my God. <laughs> This remix is... <laughs> you know it! <laughs> it is the best thing ever. Listen, Shirley Caesar, she's now doing... Um, she's actually doing merchandise now because of that. She's got, like, the whole... Um, do you call it a recipe or the yes, ingredients? Auntie Shirley. Yeah, on, on like aprons and stuff like that. So she's doing the Patty LaBelle. Because you know when the Patty LaBelle pie thing yeah. challenge came out Patty? and her pies went through yeah. the roof, so people just bought them. So she's doing the same thing now. I'm like, go there, yeah, go there, should. Shirley. Go, go. Yeah, she man. was actually, what she was actually doing, because I saw the original um, footage of it, she yeah. was talking about um, all that she was, uh, give, she was given away. I think she was talking about all that God had either given her, mm. or she was relating a story about somebody saying, "Look, this at is what all I've got. that God has given me <laughs> in this." What you know, I've got. Because when she said greens. rams, I'm like rams. Yeah, <laughs> is that exactly. Is this for Thanksgiving? Do they eat rams over there? Like, I don't understand. I don't. That was the first. <laughs> you know, so funny. That was the first. You name it. Challenge I got when they said when when auntie's listing what she's cooking for Thanksgiving. Yeah, and I saw watching it. I was like, why? I got why? Greens, <laughs> so I understand the greens under the beans, tomatoes. the potatoes, and, bat- and then she went from rams, rams, rams. Is that even allowed to be eaten? Like, <laughs> I didn't know. I was like, oh, okay, I understand. She's preaching, but um, yeah, that was funny. So shouts out to. Shirley, man. But there's been some good stuff on the internet. Obviously, we were talking about Kanye and I know we shouldn't have a giggle and a laugh at mental health. However, Snoop Dogg, I'm sorry. This is why I follow him on Instagram because he's actually a naturally very funny, very hilarious you know, dude. I don't follow him, but I might have to you start. Sh- you should. He's at, He's really funny. Now, he, um, obviously, you know, when the news broke and everything, not everybody else, he was watching it in real time and he recorded himself. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I have watched this about 50 times because I found it, it so funny. <laughs> and what I found funny about it is his expressions when he's listening to him. It's like... You know when so somebody who is actually to who when so Snoop's? Snoop is listening to Kanye 
ran at the right, Sacramento okay. show. So you catch his real genuine expression. <laughs> Oh the whole funny. thing and he's got his hair tied up in one in one do-rag some, some <laughs> colourful do-rag and he's like mm-mm just like he's, I smoke weed, but we don't do that. I and mean, you know when Snoop says that, I need to you see know because this is he's a connoisseur of weed, and he's telling you <laughs> we don't do that to you. We should actually, I should have known from then, from when Snoop said that, I should have said, you know what, this is a different episode. It's not drunk. It's something that Kanye is really going through. Mm. But it was just the expression on Snoop's face. It, it is absolutely the best. Um, if you get a chance, you need to just yeah, watch I'm gonna, it. I might, I might have yeah, to. don't be like people have been really silly about it now. It's like, oh, you know, he shouldn't be laughing or mocking, blah blah blah. But he was, as I said, he was watching it in real time. Yeah. And you don't know, but he's like everybody else. He don't know what was going on. Yeah. He's yeah. thinking, what the hell is going on? Like, bruv, you need to, like, you know, yeah. he wasn't critical of him. He just said, yo, I smoke weed. We don't do that to you. Right. And you made some comment about he's like, he's crazier than the, the, the rap that's on my head. And, but the rest of it is literally facial expressions. Like, <laughs> what? When he mentioned Beyonce's name, he was like, <laughs> what is going on? So okay, I just found it really funny. So if you get a chance to, just, just watch it. Definitely. It really good. Can I just announce in other social media news? Mm. Da, da, da. <laughs> Guess who's got Snapchat? Oh God, here we go. Guess who's got Snapchat? Ace, guess who's got Snapchat? Ace, could you just slide up in her DMs for that as well, please? Because she'll be begging for it in the next two shows. (laughs) Ace, begging for it. She'll be like, why is nobody sliding my DMs? I now have Snapchat and nobody's talking to me. No, but can I just tell you, it was you that even showed me last week. People had sent me messages. I just didn't know where or what so they what, were. Probably, probably doing a one-to-one with Cheryl. Okay, if you press this button here. <laughs> Even just now during the show, I'm like, oh, you've got notifications. Like, you know, people. Have I? I said, have I? And she was like, oh my God. I was like, do you know these people? Yes, I do actually. <laughs> like, they've probably been waiting in your inbox for God knows how long, waiting for you to accept them and you've be just been paring them off. <laughs> and it's okay. Can I just say, so my Snapchat is she... <laughs> Talks underscore snaps, but you know what? Like, I want to mm. change my username already. You can, can I? I think so. Snap I know that you can change your, your display name, which is my oh. display name is just she snaps. Is that not what you want to change? No, I want to change the actual kind of username, which is she talks underscore snaps. I mean, she talks is me, but I just don't like the underscore snaps bit. I just thought I could have been a bit more inventive. <laughs> but you know, it wasn't really the plan to Mate, keep I it. I was just doing it. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> You have to talk to the Snapchat man about that. So anyway, <laughs> if you want to follow me on Snapchat, because, you know, I'm really getting quite good at all of this snapping and storyboarding. Yeah, every time we come in here, she's like, take him. Like, we just do the show, please. Ain't time for this. I need to get home. Do you know? So, she's yeah. Like, I need to do a Snapchat. I need to do a, I need to do a snop. <laughs> so, a a snop. snop. So if you want to follow me on Snapchat... <laughs> Then you can find me. My name is she talks underscore snaps. La, what's your Insta? Um, Not Insta, your Snap. Miss Lala report. That's it. That's what I'm saying. Just leave it at that. Why did I start getting extra with it? No need. Come on. Trying to try. She snaps. Who knows if she snaps? Nobody. Look. You can't see my hand gesture. Snapchat this. Snapchat this. This is just what I was doing. Don't worry. Too much. (laughs) 
tried to get creative with it. I was just doing it. too much. Tried to do a Kanye. And I tried to do a Kanye, and then no, this is what happens. That's what happens. So you can find me on that name for, for now, but um, yeah, I'm going to try and sort that out and just simplify the whole thing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> simplify it. So, La, shall yeah. we go on to the last segment? Of uh, oh, show? I had um, Relationship Corner. <gasps> oh, we've got a Relationship Dilemma. Yes, we have. Oh, I love those. Okay. I don't love them. I don't love that you're in Dilemmas, listeners, but I love <laughs> you telling us and us trying to work it out for you. That's All right. Okay, so this young lady has written to us and she says she's 27 years old and she's mm-hmm. been with her boyfriend for 10 months, okay? Mm-hmm. And she says, we were friends before and I haven't felt this comfortable or happy with anyone. Mm-hmm. We laugh all the time and I trust his opinion and his kindness, but there has never been a sexual connection between the two of us. At the beginning, I didn't mind having sex with him, but now it's almost a chore and I and I she said basically she dreads it he's extremely patient but of late he expresses how hurtful it is to have him have me reject him or not be fully into it um i've enjoyed a healthy sex life with other boyfriends but i value this relationship more than any other should i continue and hope it gets better lust dwindles in in most relationships or, or should i just you know just be happy with what i have i worry that thrown away i worry that thrown away what we have for the sake of of a rampant sex life is stupid Mm. that one's really taking me aback i weren't expecting that i didn't see that email i wasn't expecting that (laughs) look at me she's like oh i feel troubled gosh okay so base she's she's not sexually attracted to her man can this actually work i don't think so oh man i don't think so but you know what can i just say and Mm. you know no i'm just saying i've said it before said it to other people who send in their relationship dilemmas look (laughs) you're only 10 months in and you're already sex 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 (laughs) now my thing is you gotta work on other bits first Mm. and i think honestly that sometimes sexual reaction sexual what's that word what interaction? Not interaction. Attraction. attraction. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not inter. It's attraction. <laughs> Sexual attraction can be enhanced, right, by other things. But what's interested interesting about this is that she says she loves everything else about him. So, if she loves everything else about him, and they're obviously you know attracted to each other in. in outside of sex and you know the other qualities that they have mm. shouldn't those qualities be enough to make her feel like i'm really sexually into you she's just mm. not on it at all like everything else is great mm. just the sex she don't she don't want none of it oh that is weird that is and you know we don't mean weird in the the sort of you know weird sense but it is i just i don't know i don't know if i'm equipped for this one it's odd and she says she's had a healthy sex life with other boyfriends but this just this particular man she's just not on it Mm. and she's interesting she says love dwindles in most long-term relationships so should i just be happy with no love doesn't dwindle love no she said lust oh sorry okay lust yeah and then it is replaced with that more you know that that real you know thing not that just that excitement clicky poppy that Mm. you know not saying that that goes completely but then it's kind of replaced with a 
a deeper bond. But is she ever going to get there if she didn't have that first kind of spark of, oh, yeah. yeah. But it depends. You know what? I guess it depends on what the strength of her other feelings for him are. Mm. But I'm I'm worried that if, I am if, worried, if, and I think don't want to be like sorry, men, that you know this you you're all like this, but I feel like they are all like this. Like they want they want sex. Mm. No, they are. They're very visually led. Mm. Um, you know, beings, shall we say? Mm. I'm sure some men can probably hold out longer than others, but eventually this guy is gonna wanna. Otherwise, mm. he's gonna go elsewhere. Yeah, I think you know. Well, well, look. If there is talk of sexual incompatibility in the sense of mm. desire, so you know the two people, yeah, we love each other, blah 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 blah. You know, we're in a relationship, we're married, whatever, blah 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 blah. But that if there's an incompatibility in terms of pace and rate and frequency, yeah, and desire, there is there can be a problem. So. In the same way, I guess, actually, this will eventually cause a problem. I couldn't imagine. I, imagine if your man turned around and said to you, I love everything about you, I just don't want to have sex with you. Oh, don't. That would... You, you'd start. You'd internalise that. I'd be crushed. I'd be like, what definitely, the Yeah, you'd definitely internalise that. And he probably is, like, really, in every other way, supportive, loving. But the thing is, mm. it cannot be you. Mm. It must be him. There's something... I would be thinking that. I would like, first of all, I probably like, like most people would do, think about, is it me? Or am I doing something mm. wrong? You know, blah, blah, blah. And then eventually I'd be like, but what? I'm, what I'm to you? Especially if this lady is saying, listen, I was good with everyone. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> I had no problem. <laughs> and then you come along and it's just like, nah, it's not, it's not working. <laughs> Dead in my vibe. No sex, <laughs> 10 months. It's a long time. Especially if you actually have a man, if you're single, mm. you actually you have you have a but man I think, there. Yeah, I mean, girl, you got dick on tap, and it's not happening. <laughs> Sorry, say dick on tap. She got it on tap, and it's not happening. I mean, it's hard out there. Like I'm single, and it's hard out there. But you yeah. actually have somebody there, and you don't and you want just, him like that. Yeah, you need. I think you need to look at what it is about him that's not attracting you to him sexually yeah i think you need to look at yourself and just be really honest about that Mm. maybe i don't know if it's something that maybe he's doing that you're not into and if that's the case then maybe you should discuss it with him Mm. and get that compatibility back because i don't think a relationship can work fully without without sex it just can't Mm. Well, not just without sex but that sexual (laughs) compatibility just like otherwise you're just friends Mm. You know, and so. ain't nothing wrong being just friends. <laughs> fine, yeah. I just, I don't know, and it also depends on what he expects from you. If this is upsetting him, mm. it's definitely not going to work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Has she said that she's expressed this to him yet, or no? No, she hasn't said anything. Um, I think she's worried because obviously she knows after a while, you know, this is going to come to a head. Yeah, but ooh, a head. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe start there, girl. I don't know what's going on with me today. I'm on one, but no. Nah, um, yeah, I think maybe, but that might be what yeah. needs to happen, though. Oh, he. Um, she does say um, he's extremely patient, but of late, he expresses how hurtful it is for me to reject him or not be fully into it. 
Mm. Yeah, girl, you all saw that out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, I think that we both conclude she mm. needs to talk about it. She needs to check herself, mm. not in a horrible way, but literally check herself and think about what is it that's different between maybe him and other guy and also look at where she's at because mm. sometimes these things can be triggered by something completely outside yeah. of you and him mm. it could be some other kind of pressure pressure or stress or thought process that's actually affecting you know that side of things yeah no for real so um i don't know <laughs> if you're having sex problems i feel bad <laughs> I got <laughs> Okay, well, thank you for um, emailing us. Um, guys, if you have any issues that you would like for us to kind of discuss, Shezza over here will tell you the email address because, as you know, I'm useless. <laughs> and I can't remember my own name at times. Email us. <laughs> oh, Lord. At two. That's the number. Two. <laughs> girls. Podcast at gmail.com. You know, yes. so I went from singing into just. Uh, was chat. that singing? Okay. Two okay. girls <laughs> don't, because I'm going to start harmonizing in this biatch. <laughs> Is that what you call it? Two. 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 Look, we're trying to get the ratings up. Just give them the email address so we can move two on. Girls podcast at gmail.com. You're a joker. That's okay. the number two girls. Podcast at gmail.com. Okay, right. So we're moving on to the last segment of the show. It's Yay. Shady Corner versus You Are the Light. Now, a little something came to my attention. This is for Shady Corner. And whoever these somebody's are, I'm trying not to swear. I was so angry when I saw this. Um, there's a company called fineartamerica.com. Mm-hmm. And they have seen fit to produce like these really offensive lines of home furnishings. And on the home furnishings, they've printed, you know, um, pictures of um, black um, slave ships, depicting slave ships. And they've also printed on... Um, on their items of clothing, just different pictures of just basically slavery, African slavery. Um, and they put it on their website to be sold. When I say soft furnishings, I'm talking pillows, throws, um, <clears throat> just um, bed sheets, those kind of things. So can you imagine, the, you know, those Why? really old pictures of people being beaten and tortured to death and, you know, the pictures of the, the boats where they literally laid... African slaves, head to toe, cramped and suffering. They've put those prints on there. And I'm so angry that they are selling these. There's actually a petition going around now to get Amazon and other companies like Amazon to take it off their website. Um, Mm. If you go to Amazon, you'll actually see, you know, people can leave comments and reviews and that people are expressing their actual disgust that they've done this. So I don't know what Amazon were thinking. I know what they were thinking. They were thinking profit. Mm. And it just makes me think, why is it okay for our bodies and our lives to be looked at in such disgust that in such a way that people can think, think it's okay to take our experiences and our his- and a negative, horrible side of our history and actually make, a profit out of that you're making a profit out of genocide as far as i'm concerned because mm. that's that that's what it was no, that's what it was but but that's actually what it was it, yeah so there's been no change and i'm just like you wouldn't do that to survivors of the holocaust or you you just wouldn't do that mm. why would you do that i just 
I was baffled. I'm like, this is a real thing. When I first saw it, I thought somebody had posted, I thought this was a joke. And I had to go into it and it's actually there on Amazon. And then somebody started a um, petition, which is on change.org, which I've signed. I think when I signed it, it was maybe like 1,500 signatures on there. And I'm just, I'm disgusted. I'm like, given everything that's going on, given this presidential election, and given that people really think that racism isn't a thing and it's just the race card that you're playing, does that look like a game? Racism isn't a game the last time I checked and that is as racist as they come. How dare you? How dare you? I hope that whole company gets shut down. And this is what we're talking about, those microaggressions. Like, they actually cared so little that they took that part of history and decided, oh, we're just going to put it on, you know, some, some throws and some pillows, you know, I just think it's just, just amazing. Like, I'm going to have it next to my Laura Ashley, you know, you know, bedding. I think it's, you know, just would just look amazing in my house. Can you imagine going to somebody's house here and seeing like a picture of a slave ship just on their, on their bed sheets and on their, just home furnishings and just like, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's not it's, in this it's lifetime. Not. I'm like, are you insane? Mm. This is crazy. I just, I hope the whole company gets shut down. I hope the, the um, you know, the um, petition does what it, it's supposed to do. Be interesting if, you know, rags like the Daily Mail, who's so offended that Melania Trump got, you know, joked about, pick up on a story like this, because this is the shit that That's we're talking nuts. about when you want to turn around and be dismissive of our, of our experiences and the things that we go through, this is it right here, mm. you know? You know, I'm going to have to co-sign that because I'm almost shocked into silence. <laughs> it's that just one. Like, it's like, that's deep. Yeah. So deep. if guys, honestly, if you get to see, these are things that we're talking about. Like, don't be scared not to make, to make noise about things that you should be making noise about. Like, like we spoke about at the beginning of the show, mm. like we have a right to be angry about things. Mm. Yeah. Don't let nobody tell you, Oh, you know, you shouldn't be this and you should, you can be what you want when you want to, if you have a right to feel that way. Yeah. This is something I'm pissed about. I don't have to look on my Facebook and see that shit being sold in on, on sites like Amazon. Yeah, no, that, that is, that's a, that's a microaggression. That's what it is. Mm-mm. Okay, do you have anyone that you want to bring into the light? Um, first of all, shouts out to the producer Ace. Yo. Um, I'm going to bring him into the light for the great show that he did for um, One Extra. Ace, what's it called again? I keep asking you, I forget uh, things. One Extra Black and British. That's right. Black and British, darling. Black and British. It was really great. Um, Ace. He chaired it and did really well. They had a lot of, you know, great. Ask me why I'm silent. <laughs> Why are you silent, Shazza? <laughs> don't avoid my stare. Don't avoid my penetrative stare. Okay. Uh, Where um, yeah. was my invite? I did <laughs> You didn't invite me. You invited La oh in your God. mind, realized she was away, and then thought, is there anyone else? <laughs> nah. Two girls on the mic, but I only remember La. What? Two girls. I got. I don't. What? Anyway, can I continue praising the producer? Press him, okay. go press him. <laughs> Come on, go press him. Sh- Ace is the show still on the one extra um, Facebook page? Yeah, guys, it's like a two-hour show. If you want to watch it, it just talks about you know being black and British and you know having to deal with racism, having to deal with shadism, having to deal with um, misogynoir, having to deal with just all kinds of bullshit that we deal with. And I'm loving this whole thing that the BBC have decided to do on, you know, 
being black and British because it gives us the opportunity to speak about how we feel and it doesn't have to include anybody else, which I love, which at times I feel like over the years it's been missed about our experiences. It's not about the inclusion of anybody else. You're not going to have this experience. So it's time for you to sit back and just listen to what we have to, what we have to say and what are, you know, what, what we're going through you know there have been a couple of people like well, you know how come they get a chance to talk about how they feel about things oh, and blah, 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 blah. like i said it's nothing to do with you. you don't have to be included in everything because yeah. there are many occasions where historically we have not been included yeah. we've had to take it so the one time that you're not just sit back relax and actually listen and this yeah. is a problem you, you don't listen something. to what is going on with people of color you know, in a country where we are the minority. Yeah. You know, so I would, if I were you, I'd just sit back and listen. So the whole, you know, Black is the New Black program as well, which came on the other day. Shouts out to Gina Yashere. She made me laugh on the show and I had to tweet and I've actually put on my Instagram and she said, she was talking about the BAFTAs. Yeah. And she said BAFTAs actually stands for for actors. Um, black actors fuck off back, <laughs> fuck off to America. Do Meaning that a lot of the black actors that are trying to, to make it have to, to go to the US. Yeah. In order, and I'm like, do you or know, I'm all for rather. that. I always say go where you're wanted, not tolerated. Yeah. If your money is out in Africa, America, the Caribbean, the frigging moon, then go there. That don't stay because of some misguided sense of loyalty if your you know your dreams are somewhere else then you should go there i feel like in the uk we have this thing about people and actually it's not just when in the entertainment industry it's not just um black people that get this i've actually noticed this with you know just people in general who are from here maybe started their careers here and then they go wherever they go Mm. and then if they come back a lot of the times they get accused of abandoning the uk but if you're not a embracing them like the what do you expect them to do just like exactly. eat cardboard and then until you decide oh actually they're pretty to, good let yeah. me um you know support them and let me do this nah so all of that like i've got to eat yeah. i've got to eat and i want to do my craft so for me like shouts out to the everybody that's involved in this entire project I'm, i've been enjoying watching what i'm watching yesterday yeah, i watched the um back to brixton um, I missed that one. That was really good. The family that they um, they got to do that, they were lovely, really lovely family. Just and it was just really interesting seeing all the, these little things that um, I see in you know my family's life, like the little marble fish and the decor, and just little little things that kind of you recognise instantly that you grew up with and everything. Yeah. So it was really nice, and they done they done it really well. So. Is that was that a one off or is it part of a series? Um, I'm not sure, you know. All right, I'm going to have out. to check that out. But There's another program on tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Black Nurses, the women who saved the NHS. Right. So that's tomorrow is Thursday, the 24th of November. Mm. So I don't know if we, we can't really advertise it because we don't know when we're going to post this. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to try and watch that. Um, and so shout outs to Maroon Productions. I didn't really like your gangland program. <laughs> but, oh, <Lord>. but, <laughs> but... This, as part of the Black and British series, yeah. is a good look because, as we all know, without these black nurses, mm-hmm. where would the NHS be Where now? would it be? And that is the irony. So it you know is. who I'm bringing into the light, actually? All those people of the Commonwealth 
who left their good, good, warm <sighs> countries with all food. that vitamin D. Thank you. And hey, sun. Did Oliver Samuel say, you think I want to leave my country of, of clean water, good sunshine to come and live in an icebox? Right. It wasn't by choice. But they, they had to but come. The, and but they were invited they did. as well. They did. People who were invited, who came over here mm. and who, who make, helped make this country what it was. Mm. I'm going to say what it, what it was. Mm. Okay. So I want to just bring into the light all those black nurses, all the current black doctors that are out there doing their thing, that are um, not just doctors and nurses, you know. you got you got people that are just really holding up, holding up the country, Yeah, you know, doing jobs all over, just to people of colour in general. All of you lot are going to have to cram into the light today. <laughs> okay, and on There's that note, space in the guys, yeah, we got to go. We are out of here. Adios. Join us next week. Two girls and a mic. <laughs> <laughs> Such an idiot. <laughs>